0: And it's a great deal of pleasure for me to introduce to you a, a group of entertainers that I think are really well at going right to the top with their big hit record, and they're going to play it for you. Here they are, Bill Haley's Comets playing Rock Around the Clock. Listen to this.
1: Hey, this is the American Lineage, Michael Miller And welcome to Miller Says It All um, This show, and uh, we're looking back into the past hundred years of pop culture events And um, different um, fields or topics, I guess you want to say And looking back, of course, as far as 1920 And as late as now, I guess So, uh, so our first show since uh, we're looking back uh, at this particular week here in middle of July, um, we're going back to 1955, folks, and if you're a music fan, you might like this show, and this was not only a significant event in music, it's also a significant event in culture um, altogether. Um, and today we're talking about uh, on July 9th, 1955. Bale Haley and his comments would have a classic number one hit that would define a generation in the genre of music. And we're going to look into the song Rock Around the Clock, or we're going to rock around the clock, depending on the titling of the song, depending on what copy of uh, albums you get from um, Bale Haley, because it's been released so many times in different compilations. But we are going to be talking about Uh, we're gonna rock around the clock the famous song or version done by um, Bill Haley and um, and it's history and how I got to be number one and how it became a significant um, song so here we go So, looking back at the history of the song itself first, um, the song was written by Max Freeman and James E. Myers, who so used the alias Jimmy D. Knight. It uh, was the name he used when he was recording uh, material for himself. Um, he actually um, published the song under his own company based out of Philadelphia um, called Myers Music. And both guys were from uh, Philadelphia, by the way. And of course, it so was Bill Haley. Um, he was from the suburb of Chester, Pennsylvania, and we'll look at the history a little bit of uh, Max Freeman's involvement in the song we did before, actually, Um, but let's see, yeah, Max was from Philadelphia, Uh, before he got into the songwriting business, he was a radio announcer, a writer, and an entertainer, he would join uh, the American Society of Composers, Arthurs, and Publishers, or known as ASCAP, uh, in 1942. And one of the big first hits he ever had, uh wrong enough, he used the alias when wrote this. Uh, the alias he used uh, was Ray Freeman. He co-wrote a song with the country artist Dick Thomas called Sioux City uh, Sioux. And Dick had the first hit with it in 1945. Bing Crosby had the biggest hit with with the song the same year. Uh, But right now we're going to be playing the uh, Gene Autry version which came out around the same time. Uh, So here's Gene Autry's uh, version of Sioux City Sioux which was written by uh, Max Freeman uh, and uh, Dick Thomas. So that was "Susie Sue" by uh, Gene Autry, his version of the song, uh, which was co-written by Max Freeman. Uh, Max would also cover other well-known tunes uh, at the time in the late 40s, like Dreamy O, New England Moon, and Tea Leaves. Um, Now, the other co-writer, James E. Myers, um, came from a musical family in Philadelphia. He uh, grew up to be a drummer. His first band uh, was at the age of 14 years old. He would end up serving World War II in the Pacific. When he came back, he formed uh, with a partner, uh, Cowboy Records, and he ended up meeting Bill Haley at a radio station in Chester, Pennsylvania, and working with him from time to time. And of course, he would start his own publishing company, uh, Myers Music, which would be significant. I was thinking some of Bill's earlier songs would be uh, with the company. And he also, like I mentioned before, James used the, the alias Jimmy D. Knight on uh, several country and western recordings during that time. Um, he would co write a song with uh, Tom Gunhart called Ten Gallon Stenson, which uh, Bale Haley would record um, on the B side of his first single when uh, the group was known as Bale Haley and the Saddleman. And. That was done back in 1951. Now, in the mid 1940s, Bill Haley um, had uh, several bands going, mainly um, country western bands. Um, but finally, by 1949, he had a group of guys uh, known as the Saddlemen, and they would be in the stable, uh, literally, uh, for up to about the point when um, the, the group, when it officially became uh, his comets, uh, uh, were pretty big and one of the first, you know, rock and roll bands you want to call it. Uh, I mentioned before, 1915, one of the first uh, songs. Uh, he did was uh, written by James D. E. Meyer I believe it was the uh, 10-gallon Stenson which was a b-side to a song called Deal a Hand. Um, they would start going into the rock and roll or rhythm and blues field uh, when they were on uh, holiday records in Philadelphia with a cover of the famous Rocket 88 song um, and then they did another cover When they switched over to Essex Records, which was a sister sister company to um, Holiday, uh, called Rock the Joint. And by the fall of 1952, by uh, a suggestion of a friend, uh, because his last name is Haley, um, and Haley's Comet and all that, um, the group uh, went from being Bill Haley and Saddlemen to Bill Haley and his Comets. But, um, a lot of people think Rock Around the Clock was, like, the first really rock and roll record that, that hit, um, on the charts, which isn't the case. Uh, in 1953, um, uh, Haley, um, one of the first tunes he wrote himself called Crazy Man Crazy, um, which was a phrase he heard teenagers uh, say all the time, uh, when the guys were doing their gigs uh, around Philadelphia, Um, Became their first major hit. It was a top 20 hit in 1953. Um, And apparently, it is recognized as one of the first rock songs on the pop chart. So, this is 1953 we're talking about, you know, barely by months after the Korean War just ended. So, um, and the song was known being on a national television play on CBS at the time, called Glory in the Flower, starring um, James Dean uh, about at least a year and a half or so before he did uh, East of Eden and uh, Rebel Without a Cause, and also they would perform the song in their first ever movie called Run Run Up of Rhythm in 1954, so right now I'll play you guys Crazy Man Crazy, uh, the first major big hit from Bale Haley, and was probably one of the first rock tunes ever hit the pop charts. So, here's Crazy Man Crazy by Bill Healy and Comets.
0: Me, take my chick and we dance about when they start rockin' before we start sharp chop Crazy man, crazy Crazy man, crazy 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 man, crazy
1: Pretty much after Craze Man Crazy, I um, mean, at this point, the, the song, We're Going Rock Around O'Clock, was written and ready to go. Um, James E. Myers um, thought it would be a perfect vehicle for Bale Haley and his Comets. And unfortunately, the time when they were still with Essex Records, their, the group's producer, Dave Miller, did not. Um, they tried to record the song with Essex several times, and Dave Miller would not have it, he would basically rip the uh, sheet music or whatever uh, for the song and um, pretty much um, uh, James E. Myers unfortunately had to give the song to somebody else at the time so the, the version that's known today is actually not the original recorded version, the original recorded version was actually done by a group called uh, Sunny Day and the Nights and Actually, you're gonna hear it now, and you can tell the difference between their version and Bill Haley's version. And um, you can definitely tell that the Bill Haley's, you know, well, depending on your opinion anyway, the Bill Haley version is definitely better. But here's the original recorded version of We're Gonna Rock Around the Clock by Sunny Day and the Nights. Thank <laughs> you. Rock around the clock, rock, rock, rock around the clock, rock, rock, rock around the clock, rock, rock, rock the clock, rock, rock, rock rock, 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 Oh boy, thank God that version didn't come ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so that was sunny day and the nights with their version, the first recorded version of Rock Around the Clock, or We're Going to Rock Around the Clock, whatever you want to call it. Um, but uh, good news for rock and roll fans. Uh, at this point, about a month later, uh, Bill Haley and his comments got signed by Decca Records. And uh, their producer at the time was Milt uh, Gabler, who was uh, known for producing uh, wonderful acts as the uh, Andrew Sisters. Um, apparently, uh, I ran into on YouTube a, uh, a bit of a documentary on early rock and roll, uh, that was, uh, I don't know what channel in Britain had it, but, uh, it was definitely British, and they were interviewing, uh, former members of the Comets, Dick Richards at the time, and Marshall Lytle, and apparently they were talking about, because at this point, they were performing Rock Around the Clock, um, in concert, uh, at this point, when they finally brought the song, when they finally signed over to Decca Records, um, the producer Milk Gabler um, was more interested in them recording his own song called 13 Women in w- One Man of Town. And um, so they recorded that uh, version first on April 12, 1954. And then apparently he said, okay, let's record this rock song. <coughs> So, they recorded uh, their well known version of Rock Around the Clock. Unfortunately, when it was originally released in 1954, it was a B side to 13 Women. And, um, and didn't do anything really, you know. So, but 13 Women's not a bad song either. And, well, it's kind of posts a maybe one of the first posts of Poplick songs because it's about, you know. Nuclear weapons and you know the hydrogen bomb, and basically being the only guy on earth or the only guy in town, supposedly. And there's only 13 women, and you know, and then the women are serving you. And of course, that song's hate Bobby, if he was sexist and all that. You know, it's like, how oh, dare you write a song about that? And then mention about destruction, you know. Anyways, it's uh, so that's what we will be playing here next is uh, the. Original A side of the single, uh, that rock around the clock was uh, B side too, on uh, their first major release with Decca Records, uh, which was written by their producer Bill Gibbons. So here's thirteen women and only one man in town. It might be a Haley in his comets. So pretty much 1954 I mean after The release of 13 Women One Man Town And Ron O'Clock Being on the B-side Um Bill And the guys Recorded a Well known Cover version Of a big Joe Turner song Of course we all Know it a Shake Around Roll Um Which Actually was a Monster hit And actually was One of the biggest Sellers for Decca Records And actually Even charted um Outside the United States it Was top five In the UK And uh Top ten, of course, here in the United States. Um, obviously, it was a big enough hit that you know Elvis covered it when he went to RCA Records, in you know the next two years in 1956. But um, yeah, I would say probably Bill Haley and His comments version is probably the most well-known version, even more well-known than the, the original version by Big Joe Turner. So here's uh "Shake, Around and Roll" by Haley and His comments.
0: to Rock Around the Clock. This is the theme music from MGM's sensational new picture, Blackboard Jungle. Many people said the story could not, must not, dared not be shown. The picture already has the movie and book world gasping. Blackboard Jungle deals with an explosive subject, the teenage terror in the schools. It is the frankest, the toughest, the most realistic film since On the Waterfront. It is fiction, but fiction torn from big city modern savagery. It packs a brass knuckle punch in its startling revelation of those teenage savages who turned big city schools into a clogging jungle. Black Horse Jungle will be the talk of this town. Don't miss it. No matter what happens, I love you. I was silly and vain and selfish, so I doubted you. I was like one of the bad kids in your class. Somebody told me a lie, and I believed that lie. One's as bad as the other. So I want to tell you I was wrong about something else, too. Look, you see, this is my classroom, and you're in it. And what I can teach you, first lesson is don't put in. Don't. Because just plucked out for good.
1: by March 1955 um, in the Charting Magazine Cashbox which was the uh, one of the big magazines along with Billboard obviously charted um, songs at that point. Um uh, four of Bale Haley and Haley's common songs were in their top 50 uh, Dim Dim Delights, uh, Birth of Boogie, Mambo um, Rock and Shake Around and Roll of course. And by this time on March 19, 1955, the movie Blackboard Jungle was released, and was starring Glenn Ford, of course, Sidney Putney, and the song, We're Gonna Rock Around the Clock, the version recorded by Bale Haley's Comets, was in the movie. Um, how I got into the movie, as the story goes, that Glenn Ford's uh, son uh, was playing the record, and heard his son play it, and decided, well, this would be a good uh, song for the movie, because the movie's about teenage rebellion. And, um, well, the song did come anthem for Teenage Rebellion. And, of course, it would be uh, back on the charts. This time as an A single. And it would obviously hit number one of July 9th, 1955. Uh, 65 years ago this week. And and depending on your opinion, you know, rock and roll music, for better or worse, the song definitely made an impact on American culture and world culture, too, as well, and, and music, as well uh, being the one of the first, um, major rock and roll songs, and definitely helped rock music get into the mainstream, I mean, obviously, you know, this is before Elvis, well, Elvis was around, of course, Sun records and all that, but I mean, Elvis was still more of a southern thing at that point, and so, Bill Haley was, like, the guy who started it all, but unfortunately, you know, throughout the years, he's, him and his comments have been pretty much been you know pushed aside and kind of forgotten it here and there but the true rock and rollers obviously uh, are pretty well known of him and, and grateful unfortunately with success you know in 1955 um, you're gonna have some conflicts with uh, members of the group and unfortunately Marshall Lido, who was the bass player and dick Richards the drummer and Joey Ambrose, who played sax at that time, had a salary dispute with Bill and um, the management and decided to leave the band that year after the song went number one. And they formed their own group called the uh, Jondomers. I do I pronounced that right. And um, Bill didn't miss a step, of course. He had new members in the group and had more hits, obviously, throughout the late 50s and continues to touring up to about the time he died in 1981. He also wouldn't have a fallout with James Myers as well, and um, but song we're rock, we're gonna rock around the clock the Bill Haley version obviously major impact I mean um, most people know it either from American Graffiti Happy Days when it was the theme song for Happy Days the first two seasons uh, Rolling Stone when he did their top 500 greatest songs of all time we're going to rock around the clock it was number 158 under list and the library of Congress officially registered in the national uh, recording registry in 2018. So there's no doubt about it that this song was definitely a significant um, song in music and also it was a cultural event that you know a lot of kids who were growing up in the 50s at the time were just you know who were um, getting out of the war era, you know, were sick of about World War II and Korea at that point, wanting to do their own thing and, you know, and wanting to rebel. So, I mean, that's maybe one of the coolest things about the 50s, I guess. But uh, (laughs) other than that, though, I mean, the song uh, is a great song to this day. And I don't know, i so naive saying, oh my god, it's only in 65 years because I was born in 1979. I was the song, came out well over 20 years before I was born. But, um, well, there's not much more to say here, folks. But, um, so today, you know, first show, we're looking back at the 65 years of We're Going Rock Around the Clock. Um, the version by Alien's Comets. That went number one. And... Thank you, everybody, for checking out the show. It's, of course, the pilot episode. Uh, hopefully, it went okay. Um, a little different from my last show. I mean, so, I mean, I'm trying to keep it a little bit different. But other than that, um, thanks for listening. And I'll hopefully see you again for episode two, whatever uh, topic is going to be, because it's a mystery to myself. So, um, thanks again, and see you later, alligator.